0: This is episode 141 on The Herpreneur Show. Today, we interview Simone Isles, the co-founder of the original Jump the Queue app, 365 Cups. Welcome to The Herpreneur Show, where we talk women, business, life. I am your host, Annette Lakovich. I'm an entrepreneur, businesswoman, mum. And I'm a fitness fanatic who loves to dance. What I also love to do is help you reach your fullest potential in business, health, and happiness. Join me as I bring you life-changing interviews, world-class education that helps you continue to up-level your next stage in greatness. It's your time to shine. Let's do it. Simone, can you start with sharing with everybody where in this beautiful country of Australia do you reside right now?
1: Right now I'm in Tweed Heads in northern New South Wales.
0: It's a holiday destination, isn't
1: it? It is a holiday destination, but it's a very, um, well, I can see why it's a very popular place. The weather's divine.
0: Let's jump into it. I really want to start with your entrepreneurial journey and what took you there. In 2008, you had some pretty drastic news Uh, the most drastic news any mother would not want to hear about your child being diagnosed with some type of a disease two years later you decide to step into entrepreneurship can you take us back to that time of your life and really what happened to really snap your fingers and go do you know what I need to make a job of my own I need the flexible hours can you take us back there
1: Yeah, it seems so surreal when I tell this story because it was so long ago, but I going back, it's quite fresh. So, yeah, I was um, I was in Alice Springs living my best life, just got married, just bought a house and just had a baby and my little bundle of joy um, diagnosed with a rare kidney disease. Uh, In fact, he was diagnosed via Adelaide and we were sent to Adelaide where he then had six months of life-saving treatment. Six months later, we actually went from Adelaide to Brisbane. Without all the gory details, he was having daily albumin infusions, which would take about six hours. So his kidney, he had a kidney disease where all the protein would leak out of his kidney and then sit in his body as fluid the would then flush it out. The thing with this disease is, and we're quite lucky up until 1987, there was no form of treatment, so all the little babies would have passed. So, what the progression of this disease is, he the the kidneys actually fail, and then the protein stops leaking, which is kind of good, but then you have no kidneys, so that's not good, which requires a transplant. And in it's ten years this year, wow, it's unbelievable. Wow. Yeah. So he uh, eventually went into kidney failure and had a kidney um, transplant. But back then, um, I guess it was quite horrific. And just in the day to day, like just living day to day with all the treatment and it was quite, you know, your life's kind of turned upside down. But we got to a point where we moved back to our hometown of Wagga Wagga in New South Wales. And I, I guess I had some, some brain space to think about, well, what am I going to do with myself and my life? And I had a, you know, I'm a graphic designer. I had an amazing job in Alice. I had worked in marketing and PR, worked in Perth. You know, I was quite ambitious. I worked really hard to, to build up this career. So I thought <laughs> quite crazily, I thought, well, I'll open a coffee shop because that's easy. I, I kind of thought I'd never go back to a nine to five. So I thought I'd, I'd start my own business. And so I spoke to my friend and said, look, I'm going to open this coffee shop. I don't know how I would have ever opened the coffee shop, um, but I said, I'd like a really cool ordering system. And he said, ditch the coffee shop. Let's build the ordering system. And then I guess that was it. That was 365 Cups, how we started.
0: Wow. It's interesting when you say about finally had a little bit of space the first time in years, because the moment your son was born, I know it was four months in was when he started to have this rare disease. So all those years, of, if you can imagine, ladies, you're living out of the bag, you, then you've just built a house and then you have to go somewhere just to treat your son. You know, your whole world's li- turned upside down. And the only thing that's important in that moment is is then, then and there and the one thing I say is in entrepreneurship as women we get our ideas when we aren't stressed (laughs) we get our ideas when we do have the space that's why I always say you know women, when I'm coaching like make sure you go for a walk or do something that allows that space so you can have that moment to open up take us through the building of the app What did you learn and and how did it start to get built before you actually launched it? Take
1: us through the pre-launch. So, yeah, my business partner who is an engineer bought two textbooks like size of bricks, if you can imagine, and read them um, and built our iOS app. If you can imagine a menu for a cafe, you know, you've got your coffees and then you've got your food and you've got the fillings, we couldn't figure out how to do more than 12 characters like you couldn't do a return line and then if you had an ampersand it would garble the text so I'm out there selling this app that we're like we're thinking well it's not even really going to work because we can't figure out how to put the text on it Yeah, and and like I said like you know it didn't really work either but it didn't matter because it wasn't about the list of the sandwiches it was a about the concept of the app and ordering ahead. What we were trying to figure out is probably a bug or a problem, which we did sort out, um, you know, was not really such an um, impediment on the, the the client or the customer or the user. So that was probably another really good learning too, is it?
0: Yeah, yeah. It, it is interesting because what you think is important, you don't know until you start getting the stats. Yeah. That's tell you a story. I don't know how many times we have... Healed a lead page or used a photo for marketing and think it's going to be great. And then we'll go, let's just split test it. Let's just split test the marketing. Let's just see, let's just see it talk for itself. And then sometimes you are so surprised, flawed because what you think was going to be (laughs) the one that wins or one that gets the marketing or the one that does the conversions is not the one. So um, yeah, let your customers actually tell you the story of what they want. So, how did you go to market? Here you are. You've got this app. You're the first one to ever think of doing some type of an idea like this. You're going up to restaurants. Like, take
1: us through the actual launch stage. Now you're going to put the pedal to the metal to make this work. Okay. So um, this is another great story. So we had this brainwave of we'll do a Clipper ticket model, which is take a cut per per order. the bank wouldn't give us a merchant account. So overnight, our business model went from um, a Clipper ticket to a subscription service, ran through eBay, uh, PayPal, sorry, because the bank, um, yeah, didn't have that merchant facility. Mm -hmm. And um, I think within three months, it just kind of took off. And then I guess the real catalyst was, It was probably in the third month um, we had New Zealand clients because we weren't tied to an Australian currency. Mm -hmm. So it went from that Clipper ticket model to the subscription where the clients pay so we could have clients anywhere and everywhere um, and just changed the whole business um, literally and and where we went with it.
0: Tell me, um, I'm very interested to know, how did you launch? How did you get it to... To market, How did you get it to a New Zealand? How did you get it to the shop owners to use it? How did you educate them? Please take us there.
1: <laughs> okay. So um, as I've said, I've got a background in marketing um, and graphic design. So that helped because I did all the graphics and marketing. And I want to tell you, it was like a, a, a beautiful launch and all of this stuff. But it was literally going to one cafe, like I said, that one cafe mm-hmm. And getting them online, and then from that, other cafes in that area just jumped on board. It was a lot of word of mouth, and then from there, what I did was every time, like it just grew and grew and grew. So every time we got a new client, we would do a press release for the local media. I sent blocks of chocolates to all the local media outlets with our press release wrapped around the chocolate. You know how you can make get custom mm-hmm. chocolate made. Yep. from there one one news outlet picked up the story local news from that I was sent Sorry. media request forever since like crazy so I reckon I sent I've counted it as something like 330 press releases I sent out mm-hmm. got a maybe a few in the local paper or whatever mm-hmm. but then we went like and, and I was telling this story. You know, we're a local, regional startup. You know, again, it's still very early days in this space. It's very crowded now. Kind of telling that story over and over and over again, and people be like, "Yeah, it's boring. What are you doing in Wagga? Like, no one's interested in this." To then have the media come to me, like, "Tell us this story about how you built this business from Wagga." So it's kind of, um, it's a bit of a, bit of a chuckle now because. Um, It went from being totally ignored to being our our point of difference, which we always used and milked just because I know how the PR works. But it was like, you know, no one can take that story from us, like Mm. where we're from. And so it was just literally that story of, you know, two mates with an idea that, you know, had no idea what we were doing. Like, Let's be honest, we didn't. We didn't know if anyone would use it. We didn't know if anyone would pay for it. Like I said, the bank. When the bank said no to the merchant account, we we could have just easily gone, oh, okay, well, that was fun, next. But we just, I don't know, stupidity, naive, just kind of went, well, okay, well we'll, we'll do this, you know, and we kind yeah. of went to that subscription mm-hmm. model and we just kept going. And a lot of really strange things happened that we probably never envisioned. So, for example, like it would grow out, but then, you know, people move around. So if people have the app, they would go to another place and then they could search on the app and they would kind of be able to go to that business and trust them because they're on the app. Like yes. just stuff like that would happen and just you would never, mm. you know, like that was never the intention of it, but it just built that trust. Isn't so, that
0: interesting? There, there's so many pieces here you've just said. The first one is, ladies, if you go back to even how Simone was trying to get the app out there. And at first it was pretty much on foot, going face-to-face. You know, it wasn't the Facebook advertising, social media advertising. It was going face-to-face, people-to-people. And then it was referrals, and referrals is built on trust. I'd like to know what problem were you solving? Because referrals start to grow because they see the concept is going to solve a problem. What problem were you solving for the cafe owner and what problem, because you've got two customers, you've got your cafe owner and then you've got the person actually using the app. So what was the problem that you were solving for both of them?
1: Yeah, so originally it was all about skip the queue. Um, it was all about the end user, the person that ah. makes the coffee. And then what happened, again, it's kind of obvious now when you think back, what happened was we, with the subscription service, the cafes became the client. And then what would happen is they would say to us, for example, oh, you know, at 11 o'clock we go from breakfast to a lunch menu. So we need to be able to have both the menus on and turn it on and off. Ah. We also, we were collecting not collecting data but giving them a way to market themselves mm-hmm. again you know cafes didn't have Facebook or anything so like email marketing so you would needed an email address to get the app so they could have those email addresses and then I guess the problem for the cafes were a lot of people bring cafes and order food and a cafe owner bless them if there's any cafe owners listening. They're never going to go be on the phone to a customer and go, look, I'm really busy, I can't serve you. They'll be like, yeah, and they'll have a chat and they'll do all that. And it's quite labour intensive. Mm. Um, so that that piece of ordering ahead, that virtual queue and that virtual revenue, mm. it actually improved their workflow. Um, they could see, they could get data on from 7.55 to 8.10. That's That's when we just get smashed. So they could see data they could see patterns so I guess that became our offering Um, and again is a key point of difference with 365 with how it was sold and it's how it's set promoted in in a very busy um, crowded market now you know it was all about it's all about the cafe it's not about us it's not about us taking the money there's no you know that the the commissions or fees that people take on orders We don't do any of that. So they know they pay pay that flat fee per month um, and they can see the return on that investment.
0: Yeah, you know, it's what you helped do was revolutionise them really running the cafe business with more control, because as you said, there there was probably a low amount of tech in a cafe. Yeah. They, they don't go, oh, can I get your email address? And th- th- there's nothing they can do to market. I know when I did a short time in sports skill, this is many, many, many years ago. And because I was so well trained in sales and management marketing, I was saying, why don't we ask them for their email address? This is, and this doesn't sound like rocket you know science now, but I'm talking 25 years ago. And I was saying, why don't we ask them for their email address? And when we do a sale or when Mondays is our quietest day, we send an email out and say, hey, this Monday we're doing a whatever, whatever. And that was the the thought pattern back then to try and improve how do we get the database? Because in retail, now you get the database Now there's you know apps and there's these reward cards and that. So what I feel that what 365 Cups did with your system, you said that it it gave them data, it helped them control, it helped them streamline their business. So they didn't have to answer the phones. Like, what a blessing is that? So the return on investment on time for them would have been just just absolutely huge. Tell me, at what stage? Did you know that you guys were really onto something? When was that moment when you thought, okay we've really we've really nailed it here
1: um, it was probably a couple of years in, and um, yeah, it was just like I said, there was no like literally pounding the pavement no I didn't have to go out and sell it. I would literally wake up in the morning and see new because it's you know the technology they the cafes can sign up themselves. So I'd literally wake up in the morning, see stores like all across Australia, New Zealand. You know, the system, you know, kept evolving because we, we the, the cafes are paying us. So we're ha- always having those conversations with them, like what do you want, what do you need, what can we do? They'd send us their ideas. It, it sounds like one day we just woke up and I was like ta-da, but it took, it was a lot of oh work. yeah. It was a okay. lot of work. No, is that the overnight
0: success is not overnight.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think we got um, and like I said, the press, the PR is really important, and we went from nobody's to you know we were on, we've been featured on 60 Minutes, we were in the Sydney Morning Herald, I was named a top 50 female entrepreneur, like it just that that kind of stuff. Like I said, when when people hit your inbox I went on a trip to Silicon Valley with Google like I've done some pretty I've met Sir Richard Branson yeah in there like I've done all the amazing things um who would have thought it would have come from you know this crazy idea about amazing
0: amazing let's talk about I think this is a perfect segue because you managed to exit you managed to sell and exit the business Yes. Take us through that moment. Was it a breakdown? Was it the breakthrough? What made you decide? Okay, it's time to part ways.
1: Um, probably before the pandemic, I had I felt like I'd done all I can. I achieved amazing things. Um, it come full circle. The business was, the system was highly automated as well. And Mm -hmm. you know, you don't need me to tell you it's such a crowded space. I think there's. 50 order ahead apps. And I'm not even talking about Uber. You know, you see the stuff now with the, the barcodes at the table. Like, it's incredible. Like, we have been disrupted already in mm-hmm. 10 years. Like, it's incredible. But the pandemic, things went a bit crazy again as well, which was um, great for us. But I was, I, I've i had my, another baby and I was just, I was burnt out. But I think too, like what, like my daughter, she was born uh as a she was born as a micro prem so that's like a whole other story of you know being thrown into a bit of a hairy situation with you know I tried to have another baby for so long so I just wanted to do like the mum thing.
0: You have decided to do startup all over again another tech business. (laughs) Done it once so (laughs) hey gonna do it again. What do you think you would do differently what do you think you would do faster? Implement quicker, or how do you think that you are going to show up different now building your new tech platform?
1: My business partner, Mars, he was talking about rebuilding. So we spoke about let's stop talking about the problems. What is a solution? What could we do? And literally that night, I think we were talking, texting pretty much all night we had the domain we had like some kind of screenshots um, mock-ups but to answer your question I guess we had that pretty frank conversation of 365 was like a this is cool let's do this and see what happens when now it's like end in sight going backwards what we're going to do so we've got some pretty clear plans some some KPIs um, you know not Still having a bit of fun with it and and applying that creativity. Yeah, you, you'd be
0: amazed how quickly you build the ship this time. Yes, because yeah. You you just when you guys started, you were so green. You, you had to be in there to do it. Do you know what I mean? Like you, you just learn from experience as you're building it. It doesn't matter what university degree you have. Nothing can prepare you for when you're in a business. What you learn, you're only going to learn once you're doing it. So the stuff that you've learned from that first build and having such a successful app and being the first to carve that way, do you know what I mean? Like there's not too many people that can actually say that. That takes a lot of grit. It takes a lot of guts. It takes a lot of confidence. Now you're going into, is it called Mappy? Mappy Stops, yeah? Yeah. Um, And then you're going to then go into your podcast as well. That's going to be a learning curve. This is our, our fourth year in. Boy,
1: oh, boy! It's getting easier now. Oh wow! I've, I've recorded three episodes, so I don't even have a mic. I'm doing it like on my phone with headphones. But um, yeah, I'll, I'll get there. It's 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 fun,
0: but it's the tech. It's but you're used to the tech now. Do you know what yeah. I mean? The, oh, it's it's it, it's been it's been a fun ride. But what I'd love to do is invite you back on the show because mappy jobs i know is going to be an incredible launch out there you got to get out there before everyone else does because that's what you did with 365 years yes um, yeah. be the first carve the way and um, it's just incredible what you're doing you know in the marketplace you're, you're helping solve problems yeah and to be able to go in the tech space this is where it's at yeah the tech space or cyber security, because, hey what happened with Optus? Yes, <laughs> goodness, yes. <laughs> but, you know, um, it's just been great to, to be able to witness your journey and share that with us because, you know, there's not too many people we get on here with tech. We've had, um, you know, just a handful of women. Yeah, it's just been great to interview you and just to say, hey, we've got an incredible Australian brand that was out there that was created by you. And oh, thank you be able to exit it and have somebody interested to 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 take that technology yeah yeah not too many people can say that
1: yeah thank you
0: yeah so great to have you on the show Simone
1: thank you thanks for having me wait to
0: actually see what happens in 2023 with Matthew Jobs. You're listening to The Herpreneur Show. I hope you received the inspirational idea, thought, or message that you're meant to hear today. If you love the show, it means a bunch to me sending me a message on Facebook or on iTunes to rate and review the show and subscribe so you're the first to know when the next show's released. Until then... Make sure you do something that fills up your level of happiness, something that lifts your vibration so high that you're the happiest
1: person that you know. I'm out.